Welcome back to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Today we're enjoying an interview with Dwayne and John Peterson, the founders of Northland Fishing Tackle from 2012. What would you say, with all the growth going on in the industry, what was it that you did that allowed Northland Tackle to thrive and grow? What was the secret? I think that the biggest secret was the fact that we were fishermen. We understood fishing and what the fish wanted, that we did not get out of our niche. We pretty much zeroed in on a segment of the market that we knew we understood, and we stuck to it. You know, we're freshwater fishermen. We didn't expand onto saltwater fishing that we didn't know nothing about. We didn't get out of our niche. Our market has been pretty much the upper Midwest market, 15 to 25 states, and also Canada, which fits right into our niche as well. Wouldn't you say, Dwayne, that that's yeah, been our biggest? Yeah, there's no question about that, although we did have a couple breaks along the way that were huge. First of all, in 1975, John won the 8th International Muskie Tournament. He got some exposure for that. Several hundred, like six, seven, eight hundred people fished that tournament at that time, and John won it with a giant muskie, and we got some publicity on that. He was just starting the lure company. I think that gave us some initiative to get the ball rolling. John won a walleye tournament, a big walleye tournament on the professional walleye trail on Lake of the Woods with one of our lures, a buckshot rattle jig. That was a break that allowed us to get some publicity and get recognized by the bigger accounts like Cabela's and Bass Pro that these guys are for real and they make good products. I think the tournament fishing that John did on the professional walleye trail and the exposure that we got through television and through the magazine kind of put us on the map and John and I always did tournament fish and did some guiding along the way and I think people recognize that these guys with this little lure company in northern Minnesota these guys really fish and if they can fish like they do and catch fish like they do we need to try their products so that was a break and I think the in fishermen who was the educational vehicle of our era they supported us Al and Ron Linder and the people that worked for them were good to us along the way and I think that'll help one more thing too Kevin I think that's really been a key to our success is our quality as you look at the stuff on the shelf today We've always been an American-based, made-in-USA company, and we ask a little bit more for our products, but we really produce premium-quality products. We use better hooks. We use high-quality components. A lot of stuff that comes into the fishing industry comes from overseas. In latter years, we have taken more things in from overseas because of the competition and everything else we had to deal with. But for the first uh, 30 years of Northland Fishing Tackle, it was all made in the USA in, in our factory and with premium quality components. I think that's really been another one of our success. When you look at lures, one thing that we did along the way is that John struck on a color combination, a bright yellow label. We struck on a color combination for our cardstock early on that was yellow and red and it became very recognizable in the market and in in the shops throughout the country. And we stuck with it. We never deviated from that color, so we were recognized from that perspective. And we also had some home runs with lures. When we came up with the fireball jig, for example, that was our cash cow. We rode the fireball jig for several decades, and it's still one of the highest volume selling items in our line. Our Whistler jig, which we had early on, was a highly successful jig and an innovative type jig that we sold an awful lot of. We had several products. They were in a bright yellow label. We came up with unique names that we registered. We had 20, 25 registered trademark names on our cards that we just kept pounding on, and they became household names, the Fireball being the front runner. Like you said, about 20 years I've been doing this show, and still 
2012 this year, everybody's talking about the fireball when we're talking spring walleye. It's it's just a basic. Yeah, it really is a basic. Something else, I guess, that there's so many things that contribute to our success. You know, promotion, no matter what business you're in, was a big part of your success. And we paid a lot of attention to promotion. We developed an incredible pro staff out there. People that work with us on our behalf, they're not paid. Most of our pro staff guys are just people that love to fish. They live in different parts of the country. Fishing is their passion. We'll trade them out free lures for taking people fishing in your community to take your neighbors, take your friends, take the old folks. Just get out and promote fishing. Even today, we have about a 250-man pro staff. We've got guys all over the country that are just passionate about fishing, that love to talk fishing, promote fishing, do sports shows, do kids' events, and that's mm-hmm. what they do. And they've been an integral part of our success. They really have been. Kevin, as you know, you've interviewed those guys uh, mm-hmm. hundreds and hundreds of times. These guys are knowledgeable. They're passionate about what they do. Absolutely, they are. Along those same lines, I think one thing that we have always felt that every single person that fishes, no matter what level they fish at, is a highly valued customer in our regard. And if the person is fishing a time or two a year or is fishing full-time professionally, they're all customers of ours. We treat them all the same and we value all of them. And I think that has played in our success as well. We've always supported fishing endeavors, whether it's Fishing Has No Boundaries or Take a Kid Fishing programs. We just simply promote and all always have fishing in general. If you gather new fisher people in the market, they're ultimately going to buy our lures. So we think that a new fisherman, entry-level people, or creating enthusiasm for fishing drives people to the marketplace and we sell lures. You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Today's Best Of, featuring an interview with Dwayne and John Peterson, the founders of Northland Fishing Tackle. We talked about it earlier, but I want to go back to where this whole thing started. Obviously, you guys are lifetime anglers. Tell us about the early days of fishing, where you fished, and how you got going. Talk about the early days. We're sitting in your office here today in uh, towards Lake Bemidji, and right across the lake on the east side of Lake Bemidji is where we were born. And I remember every day during the summer, we would ride our bikes down the Mississippi River, and we'd hang off the railroad bridge or the car bridge, and we would fish for anything that would want to bite. It didn't matter what they were, as long as they had fins and they fought. We'd dig angles worms or any kind of an insect we could get out of the garden. We'd put them in a can and go around the river and hang off the bridge and off the banks and just fish for whatever would bite. And we did it every day, every single yeah, day. We the, did. the local people can appreciate fishing off the railroad bridge by the outlet of Lake Bemidji was one of our hot spots. Fishing at the old car bridge at the inlet of Lake Bemidji between Irvin and Bemidji, we fished every crook and cranny of those shorelines this is, this is in there. back in the 50s. And the <laughs> hot pond. We swam at the hot pond and fished suckers at the hot pond. We fished the Mississippi River all the way down to the power dam and any place that we could reach. But I think maybe the most influencing experience that we had as kids was fishing through the ice on Lake Bemidji, angling for walleyes in 12 or 13 feet of water where we could see bottom. Instead of spearing, we were angling in a dark house and we were seeing the underwater world when we were boys and watching perch and walleyes and pike come in and like watch them TV. bite. It's like watching, watching high-definition TV. Today. But yeah. we spent hours and hours in those fish houses in the wintertime. It was inexpensive to do that. We built our own fish houses. We pulled them by hand to the lake. And we really learned the habits of fish by watching them through an ice hole in the wintertime. Another thing that we had, we had some good neighbors back in those days. Again, our dad didn't fish. 
for some reason, right. he didn't have the desire to fish. He was, again, working all the time trying to make a living, yeah. feed the family. And Dwayne fished. And his interests really come from some neighbors of ours who were called Carlson's, Victor Carlson. Gordy Carlson was one of his best friends, Norman Carlson, and were our neighbors. And, and they were real fishermen. They had a boat, and, and they always had an extra seat in the boat. And they'd always take Dwayne because he was older. Then they started dragging me along. And that's the first exposure we had to fishing in a boat. And that was a big deal. And, and even today, it's like for the kids out there that have parents that don't fish or don't have grandparents or whatever, if you can find a neighbor or a friend or something to expose them to the great sport of fishing, I mean, that's how it all starts. That's how it started for us. Yeah. And just look what it did for our lives. It enhanced our lives. And, and we made a living in the fishing industry for the past 40 years and made a good living and a fun living, something we really enjoyed. I think the point there, to live in northern Minnesota, where we are surrounded by these gorgeous lakes full of fish. And I might say that in my lifetime, I don't think we ever have had more fishing opportunities or better fishing in general with all the species, with all the different lakes that we have exposed. But my point being that it's a shame that our kids could be growing up surrounded by this environment and not getting some exposure to fishing. And that's why John and I have been such great proponents of take-a-kid fishing programs. We'd like to see more education in our schools relative to fishing for kids. But fishing for kids, it can expose them to so many things other than just catching fish and to learn about the environment, to get exposed to the outdoors. I really think that it enhances the lifestyle. You don't have to be an avid fisherman. You don't have to be in it with both feet. But I think to have some exposure to it can generate a healthy lifestyle forever. John and I do a gathering called the Long Lake Classic where we have brought in for 39 years our classmates from high school and college and a bunch of other friends. Fishing has been the vehicle that has brought this group together the second weekend of the Minnesota walleye season for 39 years. Hmm. A lot of these guys we see once a year, and they fish once a year, but fishing has been the vehicle to bring us together. So we see fishing as a wholesome sport, a tradition that you can develop in your family where you come together and share the outdoors and just as healthy, and that's why we promote it so much. You know, I think the thing that I like about Northland Tackle is it's a big business. It's done quite well. You really haven't lost sight of, of what it's really all about, and that's fishing and having fun. Whereas some of these guys that really get into fishing, they kind of lose sight of that fact that just being on the water is fun. That's so true. Fishing can be as complicated as you want it to be. You know, fishing can be so simple, too. You don't want to forget about the simplicity of fishing. You get all these big boats and sophisticated electronics that we put on our rigs today, which helps and enhances your catch. You really don't need it. It helps, but with the knowledge that we have gained over the years and the understanding of fishing, you don't need it. You don't need all that expensive stuff to go out and catch fish and exactly. have fun. And don't be intimidated by what other people are catching and the equipment that other people People are using. Let fishing be at your level, and there's lots of opportunity to shore fish, riverbank opportunities. You don't need a lot of equipment or to travel to far off places to catch fish and have some fun doing it. And I think if there's a message, it is fish within your means and fish within the location, uh, within the opportunities that are available to you, and wallow in it. To fish with a simple bobber and an inexpensive rod and reel, it's just as satisfying catching fish that way as it is in a big boat offshore with all the equipment. 
just as long as you have a fireball jig on the end. Well, there's <laughs> the walleyes <laughs> early in the season. You, be, you yeah. better have a few fireballs. There's a lot of ways to catch them. You want to eat. There's a lot of ways to catch them. You want to eat, you better have a few. One of the best things that's ever happened to this show is when Dwayne retired. He's available to talk to on a much more frequent basis. Yeah. He's on all the lakes now. John, you're still over there in Northland Ag, but we've seen some changes there. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we actually sold out a good share of the business here about three years ago now, and Dwayne has been working as a consultant here over the last three years and doing some work for the company. And I've worked pretty much five days a week up until this past year, and now I'm on a, actually working two days a week. Oh. And I never thought that I would cut my time back like that because I love the business so much, and I really do. But I'm really enjoying just working two days a week here right now. Well, in the office a couple days a week, but I'm on the water quite a bit of the time. But I'm working two days a week right now, and I don't know if I'll ever retire. <laughs> People always ask when you're going to retire, or why don't you retire? You know, just because... I love what I do. When you have a passion for something and you love what you're doing, there's no reason to change. Obviously, you can sure cut back and do a few other things, and that's what I'm doing right now. I've got a desire to do traveling and do more fishing and some things that I haven't been able to do on a full-time basis over the past maybe 30 years. But I have no regrets. I've had a great life. I love what I do, and I'm going to continue to do what I have been doing for you know a number of years. Just cut it back to moderation. I think that no matter who's got what position there, I think when people think Northland Tackle, they think Dwayne and John. Peterson, and that's probably one of the main reasons you are in the Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame for all you've done for this industry. And just want to say congratulations and thank you for taking time to share your story with us today. Thank you for that, Kevin. I guess I'd really like to say that it's people like you and Fishing Paul Bunyan Country that have supported our efforts, not only our efforts in business to grow a company, a small company growing in Bemidji, Minnesota, but the support that you showed us over the years in our fishing lives. John, when he turned professionally, and that has not gone unnoticed. The contract contributions made by people like yourself, media people that have promoted fishing at every crook and cranny of the upper Midwest, and, and we're involved with a lot of them. Those are the people that have driven our success business-wise and fishing-wise, and thanks for that, and I hope you can do it for another 25, Kevin. <laughs> I don't have any other skills, man. <laughs> thanks, guys. Really appreciate you being here today. Yeah, thanks a lot, Kevin. A great interview from 2012 with Dwayne and John Peterson of Northland Fishing Tackle. We've got some more great interviews of the past throughout much of this week. Hope you enjoy.